welcome to the CMF Podcast, where we discuss all things mentorship and cybersecurity. Welcome, everyone, to the CMF Podcast. My name is Mel Kay, Senior Venture Associate at Cyber Mentor Fund and the host. And today I'm excited to be joined by Mark Weatherford. CSO at Alert Enterprise, and CSO at the National Cybersecurity Center. Alongside, we have Ali Golshan, co-founder and CEO of Gretel AI, and Ron Fabella, co-founder and CTO of SinSaber. Today, we'll be discussing how to improve operational efficiency and security with OT Edge visibility. Welcome, everyone. Why don't we jump right on in? Thanks for having us. Mark, I'm going to come at you first here. Do you mind going into what kind of data lives at the OT edge and what percentage of that information would you estimate organizations have visibility into today? So I think, you know, east-west traffic at the edge is really the big thing. And this includes everything, you know, networking, security, and even, you know, sensor data for things like temperature, pressure, volume flow, voltage, proximity, you know, all of those kinds of sensor things that uh, should be being monitored in, in an OT environment. And, you know, having that compute at the edge, in addition to the visibility that it provides, um, it really just enables a faster performance and, and lower latency because you aren't moving the data long distances. So it, it just makes everything more efficient and provides, you know, if you're instrumented appropriately, it provides a level of visibility that a lot of companies just don't have today. Yeah, I mean, to add, our industrial processes have been undergoing modernization for the past few decades. And, you know, everything's converged and the industrial processes and operations are starting to leverage some of the more modernized technology that I think in enterprise we've taken for granted. So a lot of edge computing, a lot of cloud services, maybe not for control, but for status and monitoring. And as these industrial processes have grown, so has the amount of data that's being generated. You know what, Ron, can you go into that a little bit and give us some examples of ways in which data obtained at the OT edge can be used to improve reliability and operational efficiency? Sure. You know, our our, our cousins in OT have been using kind of operational edge data for a long time. That's how they run their processes. And um, so when you look at that and you say, well, how can we leverage this for business analytics, for security, for compliance, uh, that convergence has already happened. So there are a lot of business processes that are using edge data, maybe because they're making widgets and they need to make widgets more effectively, efficiently, uh, but there's no unified approach to using that edge data. So when you talk about reliability or efficiency, there's a lot of things that could be gleaned out of it. One is, you know, mean time to failures or, or misconfigurations of the deployed edge. This is one of the use cases, and, and it's kind of frustrating as an InfoSec guy, to be honest, but you go in there and you collect all the data and you monitor, you're not going to find threat actors. You're going to find misconfigured controllers and PLCs. You're going to find, yeah. uh, you know, duplicate data. And, but to be honest, that's what the operators care about. So you're collecting all this edge data in a different way for different purposes providing so much value on the reliability or the efficiency side. And security is almost a byproduct. So meantime, the failures, reliability, there's a lot of, uh, I would say, boring but important use cases where you have contractors or vendors coming in and making changes that maybe operations is not aware of. Uh, These are all things that improve the operational effectiveness of whatever processes you're you're monitoring. And and Ron, you know, you you mentioned like uh, meantime between failure. There's a lot of 
a lot of good data that already exists in the in most environments. It's just people aren't looking at it. They're not collecting it. So, I mean, you know, to use the old phrase, there's gold and then there are ills. <laughs> Ellie, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, otherwise, I'm going to come at you with another question. Yeah, I mean, I think at a highest level, I'll just sort of echo what what Ron said, which is this is a pretty regular pattern in what we've seen in technology, right? Like power keeps moving to a particular point of the network or stack. So, you know, power moved basically from centralized to edge in this sort of notion of industrial controls or just generally now calling it distributed systems or edge. Following power moves complexity. Complexity brings kind of convergence of different components. So rather than separating networking from the stack of operations, from applications, from memory, now you have hyper-convergence on, on the edge itself. Um, so as a result, you end up with substantially more complex systems at the edge, right? Um, and as a result, you can do a lot more with them. Um, mm. So this notion of sort of entropy grows and follows wherever power and wherever complexity grows. And it creates um, insightful information that you can collect, but at the same time, it creates all these sort of gaps. And this is, goes back to Ron's point, which is anytime you have an emergence of a point of stack, whether it's you know cloud native technologies because of you know CI/CD or cloud native, or at the edge because of complexity, what ends up rising first is a sort of a category of low-hanging fruit, you know, misconfigurations, hardening, API access and controls, authentication, authorization, and you know, identity management. These all become sort of the hardening positions, and then you sort of put these in place, and then you can scope down what detection has to look like. But I think we've seen this pattern multiple times before. It's just sort of now how it's manifesting itself at the edge. Absolutely, and and honestly, um, you know, when you think about security or robustness in operations and modernization of industrial processes, again, like you said, these are things that have expanded and contracted in enterprise for the past two or three decades. And what I'm hopeful for industrial is that we can leverage all that learning. I mean, we can leapfrog all of those lessons learned and pain points that enterprise has gone through. So if we're producing more data at the edge, let's not go through a decade of wasting that that gold in the hills, right? I think I said something like that like six or seven years ago, Ron. You know, when when IIoT was you know was the the jour, and I, I don't know, I, we may have missed it already. Oh, it's tough. I mean, to pontificate a little, we I remember when the uh, smart grid grants came out, and that was our golden yep. opportunity to to you know exactly. capitalize on this industrial edge. And it's uh, it's slow, but it's it's here. So yeah. Yeah. Well, Allie, I wanted to ask you and follow up on a thought that you just offered. And if you can, you know, how can the OT edge data be harnessed to strengthen an industrial organization security posture and reduce risk? So maybe the corollary I'll draw here is what happened to endpoint, which is, you know, you had a pretty generalized or, you know, monolith view of the endpoint and we had sort of the first generations of AVs and then more complexity application development tooling sprawl of you know controls and admissions and access sort of ended up getting more and more pushed to the user and accessible by the endpoint and that sort of gave birth um, to an entire new category of companies that focused on EDR and the power there was you now had enough rich and dimensional data where rather than just mapping to a very specific pattern, you can sort of deduce behaviors or intent. And it created for very powerful things. Um, and what I would consider was sort of the major emergence of that sector was um, attribution became a lot more applicable. 
Um, and I think that's really a, a, quite a large opportunity in this space that I think for most part is being missed because that rich data that is being produced at the end actually lends itself really well to be able to build sort of detailed and more accurate attribution of various events for good or for bad, you know, whether it's business insights or whether it's attackers. And I think the same pattern sort of follows here the same way, you know, we were focusing on mass reproducible malware at the endpoint, OT and sort of edge basically the as far as the risks of it emerge were more opportunistic right like exposures very old systems or operating systems that known you know had known um, vulnerabilities and i think as now that complexity and that convergence is growing and they have more connectivity to other services what is happening is is now we're sort of really shifting and have for most part from opportunistic to highly targeted or you know very specific attacks that can take place at this point so if you didn't take sort of traditional methods and applied here it's very ineffective and i think this is where the opportunity exists is you can bring that level of attribution and insight to the edge because the sort of the same level of risk as far as its complexity and its targeted nature is growing so i think that there is a a very large um slice of data um, that needs to be better analyzed. And because I think a lot of this edge is now taking into consideration being built as, you know, immutable surfaces, you can be more calculated about the type of questions you ask of that data. Um, you don't necessarily need all of it. Um, and I think this is where, you know, combinations of the behavior, the attribution, the design can can substantially limit the scope of what you have to look at. And that sort of makes for very great scale. So I think it's just very exciting because we're seeing the er sort of early stages of it, but there's, if not done right, there's a massive gap in that in that stack. And to add on, you know, maybe some of the approaches in leapfrogging you know, old mindsets, it, it seemed like for at least the security application, the focus was on, well, let's just monitor all of the North to South traffic, you know, where IT and OT touch. That's where the focus has been. And I think it's a, you know, hey, only so many resources, so many dollars to spend. But what we're realizing now is that almost none of the traffic actually makes it to the, the perimeter or the touch points between IT and OT. All of that east-west traffic is happening at the edge. And in order to do things that are valuable to an organization like asset identification or operational efficiency or threat detection, uh, it's not anyone's fault. They just don't have the data, so they can't do it effectively. So that's why, yeah. you know, like you said, you know, we don't have to go through the AV to EDR to XDR or uh, in network terms. You know, we had network IDS, then we had host IDS, and then we did IPS. We can just leapfrog and say, hey, we need to start utilizing this edge data better to our advantage because it's there. And, and to your point about attribution and kind of behavioral analysis and the, the richness that you can get out of that data is so much more than just north to south and dust, like, you know, IDS type traffic. And I think it's really important to sort of touch on and expand on what Ron said, right? This sort of evolution that we talked about at endpoint, it's unnecessary to go through it again, right? The patterns are emerging the same way. So unless designed properly, once the scale grows by another order of magnitude, essentially things will crumble and you have to have another category of products be built just to deal with that. And for some part, we saw that even in emergence of some of the initial cloud native tooling and how they sort of couldn't scale or couldn't address the needs of complexity and its growth. So Taking into design into consideration, and I think folks who are looking to implement these solutions, really driving deep into architectural decisions that drive the decisions around products are vital to thinking a little bit more long term versus going through these phases and these cycles of constantly switching in and out of products. That's a, you, that you guys make some great points there, Ali and Ron. You know, Mark, I'm going to go over to you to expand on kind of this line of thought. 
you know, I know each environment is unique, but what do you feel have been the biggest barriers to increasing OT edge visibility for most industrial organizations? I can think of a couple things. Um, my first thought is apathy. You know, I hate to say that, but, but I think, you know, especially, you know, again, this is in industrial organizations have been slower to react to these kinds of things than IT. You know, IT, we've been doing this for 25 years now. So I, I say that jokingly. I don't, I mean, uh, there's a, probably a certain amount of truth to, to apathy. But I think one thing is, you know, there's a lot of legacy infrastructure out there. There's a lot of tech debt in the industrial control system space that we're still trying to overcome the, the mindset um, of, of buying these huge capital intensive systems and just letting them run for the next 30 years. Where, you know, in IT, you have a three to five year life cycle of products and then you throw stuff away. Um, and so I think, you know, in, in the industrial control systems arena, they just haven't had to deal with this kind of technology churn in the past. I think one of the other things, and again, this is more of a, of a policy or an organizational issue, but security convergence, you know, where you talk about physical security and OT security and IT security. And, you know, in many organizations, different silos of security are just that, they're silos. You know, the OT people don't talk to the IT people, don't talk to the physical security people. But again, there's so much value in the data of, of converging this, these different types of data together, you know, into a single pane of glass that gives you just incredible visibility. So the legacy, uh, legacy infrastructure, convergence and you know maybe a little bit of apathy i don't know i don't i don't want to sound negative about it but <laughs> but it, it is you know it, it is you know it's a uh, to, to add another and 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 ali mentioned this before uh things are over overly complex especially in security and infosec oh my god um and i think that's where we've missed our opportunity for convergence of, of security data and operational data uh feeding single panes of glass instead of generating 20 more it's a very, I hate to say a very enterprise security approach to the industrial mm -hmm. edge, but that's the way it feels. And that's where we've seen, you know, uh, operators, uh, security operators, industrial operators, they need something that's simple to use and something that they can interact with. Yeah. And I think the current mindset right now is, hey, you know, security vendor, visibility vendor, uh, you know, visibility is just another word for security and compliance nowadays, but, you know, visibility, uh, Everyone approaches this as a, well, we know better than you. Our analytics are better. Our mapping's better. Um, nothing's approachable. And I think in industrial specifically, they need to be able to understand the type of telemetry it's being generated, what value it's bringing in order for them to be less apathetic. Yeah. So, Ron, I want to ask you a question um, more around... And you and Mark did touch on this a bit here. You know, what kind of information would an operator be looking for from the industrial edge, and how might that differ from the data that other business units would say is a priority? It's kind of funny because you know, in infosec, we tend to chase the latest kind of sexy event. Like even today, we had the the second coming of Indestroyer, right? So ESA put out a great report about the new Ukraine attack and all the wipers and all of the things. 
So we're trying to chase that. Operators in Texas, they just their use cases are basic. And again, this is the complex versus simple. They just want to know, hey, is there a, a contractor or a vendor making changes in my environment? Uh, did a device drop off? Did a new device be added? And when we all sit here and talk, you're like, well, yeah, that, those are solved problems, right? Well, not an industrial, unfortunately. Um, and I think it's because there's an overemphasis on the threat intel, the threat actor, the, the latest TTP. And I think operators right now, both security and industrial, are just they're looking for basics and they're looking for repeatable, scalable, flexible basics. And they, they still don't have that yet. You know, it's funny. I was just talking with a, uh, another company this morning. They, they, have a, they have a product. They're developing a product for OT. And, and they were trying to explain it to me. And I admit, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the block to begin with. But I just kept saying, I don't get it. I don't get it. They kept going, well, you know, the operators will get it. And I said, no, that is where you're absolutely wrong. You've got Operators don't have time to learn this stuff. They don't have time to be technologists like we do. They need to operate their infrastructure. And so I, I agree with you 100% wrong. We are just, in too many cases, we've, we've made the technology far too, too complicated. And, and to add to that, you know, there in, in this number is, it's, I'm not pulling it completely out of my rear end, but, you know, the numbers kind of fluctuate around, but the average organization manages over 55 different security products and services. And I will tell you, having been a CISO four times, there is no way anybody can effectively and efficiently manage that much technology. It's just impossible. So we have to, we in the security you know, community, we have to get better at developing um, simpler less complex solutions for some of this stuff. And I think whatever we bring to the operator, like especially the industrial operator, they've been left out of the adults table for lack of a better word from when it comes to security. And I think by as their, much as by their own, by their own intention for the most part, uh, this is, say. you know, I, I, I was in a control center once and, um, and they were putting in, okay, this is a little bit of a tangent, but they're putting in door alarms. Like, hey, when the cabinets opened up, would you want to know that I'm in the substation? I was a pen tester in substations. Wouldn't you want to know that I opened up the cabinet? They're like, you're not going to send that alarm to our HMI. But we don't care about that alarm. And it's like, so I, I think yep. that has yep. also changed since the last time I've been hacking substations. But I, they need to feel like they're invested, like that they're being heard, that their uh, use cases are being implemented. And if they can't implement themselves, that they're at least getting some value out of the security or, or visibility products that we're deploying. And I think that's a huge thing. They just need to feel like that's why, by the way, I think, excuse me, mm -hmm. that's why I, uh, I really think this, this security convergence um, really is important. I mean, it, it is, it has to happen. We know it's been happening gradually, but if we can bring all of these people and technologies together. It's just, it's just better for security. It's better for the organization.
you know, that I think this brings us pretty nicely into the last question that I would love for you guys to touch on here. And that's really going to be around how does information sharing within internal and external organizations fit with edge visibility? So Ali, do you mind starting off here? Like, are there any privacy or security concerns, legal or regulatory issues that come into play with sharing information? So the short answer is yes. Um, <laughs> and obviously there's a lot of complexity under that. Yeah. Before going into it, I actually wanted to sort of lead in with a, a comment on the previous question and go into the answer for this, which I think is relevant is, um, I think as part of this growth of complexity also, there's a lot of data that security is collecting and providing to the security operators that are that is not security data, nor should it be for security operators. So I actually think there's a there's a fundamental flaw in some of the misunderstanding of how that data can be effective for security and how it can be resolved. Um, and this is, I think, where you see this notion of alert fatigue and noise in security is, is that security feels like, you know, if you can collect the signal, it should be raised to security. But if security can't do anything about it, there's really there's no point in raising it to them. Um, so I actually think the routability of that information is is a huge gap in what is happening today. So, you know, not to sort of um, push too much, but, um, you know, one area I think like, you know, Ron and Mark, where I sort of see differently is, is that the race is really not should it it should not be for a single pane of glass it's you know I, I think of a platform as how do you reduce complexity for a user so how do i actually improve automation and scalability and stitching between these things and determine sort of the right routability of for data so then when it comes to your question around privacy um, and its implications i sort of see it in the same light which is not every data should be raised to every single sort of storage you have. And as a result, it shouldn't necessarily be visible to everyone because they can't do anything about it. So one of the one of the great powers of having this hyperconverged stack at the edges is you can make better decisions at the edges to how you want to actually shape, classify or where you want to route that data. So a lot of my belief in how do you solve some of these problems, especially when it comes to privacy, is the, the approach of privacy by design, not bolting on tools or services or data lakes and then determining how do you parse that out. And I think this is a huge opportunity for OT and Edge because the the compute um, and the the power you need actually exists at that edge to apply very new forms of privacy by design at that edge. Um, so then you can determine like, you know, physical information should go someplace, you know, potentially software, or if you need to share that data between them, how is you know de-identified data between them safely shared, but still made use for whether it's analytics or better decision making or enrichment of law? Um, and that doesn't need to happen in the same lake, right? That information can basically be augmenting each other without all of its initial indicators. So again, this sort of goes back to the opportunity that I think exists here. But because of the the nature of the scale of edge being so much larger. Um, than what we're typically used to dealing with, whether it comes to compute in the cloud or, or traditional endpoints. Uh, so much of this has to be built into the design fabric. You cannot just come in and bolt products on top of these edge, highly distributed systems that are lightweight, mostly running immutable and ephemeral systems. It just won't scale. I think that's one of the more exciting things about the edge is that to your point, we don't have to like gather raw data and put it into some central point and some magic black box. And we're going to do all this like compute and MI and everything against it. We can actually make those decisions closest to the data owners, right? You know, like back in the military days, you know, you had data classification, you had clearances, and it was this idea that the information owner was really the only person who can make that decision because they knew 
the privacy or the value or the, the routability of that info. And now that we have compute, I mean, that's, that's what's exciting for me is it yeah. put that power into the information owner, the operator's hands, let them decide, you know, what, where the security data goes, where the operational data goes. And especially with information sharing, it's such a hot topic. Uh, and, and I know that there's like geopolitical and other things with sharing information with the government or third parties, but you know, right now it's just going into a sinkhole and people are hoping it's being yeah. used for the right purposes. So they feel very hopeless or out of control, like they, well, we have to do this. What if we put that power back into their hands? Maybe they would share more, they'd share more relevant. Uh, we'd make more progress. Amazing. Well, I'm cognizant of time here, you guys. Ron, Ali, and Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. I thought this was a really interesting and engaged discussion. If you're interested in learning more about SinSaber, Gretel AI, Alert Enterprise, or the National Cybersecurity Center, check out the links in this episode's bio. See you next time.